Welcome everybody this morning. We appreciate everybody made an effort to make it here this morning with the weather and everything. We got a good sized choir and appreciate them. Uh, I was thinking the analogy of that first song they sung about snow. Um, uh, just how the Lord had put that piece of perfection in your soul when you get saved and cleans it up and uh, it can uh, it can never be dirty again. It's perfect and it'll stay that way and this fellow you look at, I can I can get myself in the dirt and the mud again. I do that pretty regularly, but uh, what the Lord did for us, it, it stays perfect till we uh, till He sees fit to call us home and uh, spend eternity in heaven. And I appreciate that. And if uh, you don't have that, I, I pray that you ask the Lord to let you have an opportunity to get that because it's the best thing you'll ever do in this life. We uh, look forward to having a great day in the Lord and. Uh, I'll ask Brother David if he'll dismiss us Sunday school.
thankful to be here this morning. The crowd's down a little, and we expected that with the weather. And I don't blame people. They don't feel comfortable getting out in this stuff. I don't really either, but uh, our lesson this morning's in Deuteronomy. Starts in the 16th chapter, and then it goes over into the 17th. And uh, justice, judges, and priests is the title of the lesson. And uh, uh, if you if you study the Bible, which we're all supposed to do, if you study the Bible. God wants us to be just in our dealings, and that's our, our church covenant says that, just in our dealings and faithful in our engagements and exemplary in our deportments. And uh, we got to be uh, the, the best, I don't know hardly how to say it, but the best people that we can be with the help of the Lord. And it takes the help of the Lord. I, I never was... I, I never did consider myself a good person. Uh, what God put down on the inside, what he done down in here, made that part good. That's be, that's be, just like Ryan was saying, that, that's beyond reproach. He took all the sin out of there, and there's never been any there again. And uh, now, the Bible said that we, talking about the church, were made priests and kings unto God. And uh, if, you, if you read this lesson, we'll get to it in a minute. Well, let me read that first, first verse. Judges, that's the 18th verse of the 16th chapter. Judges and officers shalt thou make thee in all thy gates, which the Lord thy God giveth thee throughout thy tribes, and they shall judge the people with just judgment. Judges and officers. And uh, and it, this is talking kind of in a natural sense. But now, if you, if you, at the time that these judges were appointed and these officers were appointed, this right... The law of Moses out of here was the law they were getting judged by. And if you if you look at the basics of our laws, they're the same thing. And uh, uh, and and that goes right back to we mentioned a week or two ago. Uh, the Bible, Jesus said. That, the first commandment with promise is to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, mind, and strength. The second slack unto it, thy neighbors thyself. He said, on these hang all the law and the prophets. And if, if we love God like we ought to, we're going to treat him right. And if I love you like I ought to, I'm going to treat you right. And uh, we won't have no problems if that's the case. But sometimes, if we're not careful... We let this guy get in our way. And uh, uh, our opinions and our attitudes and uh, get a little mad about something and uh, uh, cause us to sin. 
But we're talking about judgment now, justice. And uh, these judges were required and, and still are. I don't, our judges in this country, uh, they, they're supposed to, and, and I don't know that this happens all the time, but they're supposed to judge honestly and not have any prejudice. And sometimes, and, and Blaine was talking, we was talking a while ago, said some, sometimes a guy might have to excuse himself because he's, he's, t he's too close to the situation or whatever. And uh, uh, sometimes, sometimes things happen that puts us in a position or puts our officers and our judges in a position that they have to make decisions and uh, in order for us to make a right decision, and I'm talking about the church now, in order for us to make a right decision on anything controversial, we gotta, we gotta humble our heart and beg the Lord for help. Because in this right here, got all kinds of ideas. Satan will put all kinds of stuff in here. So we gotta humble our hearts and try just as hard as we can to follow the Lord. And, uh, but anyway, get back to these judges. They, they were appointed and, and I know uh, it kind of bugs me sometimes uh, and, and the Supreme Court I'll use them for an example because they're, they, everything they do is in the news and uh, they're supposed to be part impartial and maybe they try their best I don't know but if, if a Republicans put one in and the Democrats put another one in, they won't never have the same opinion, hardly. And that's, that's politics. And I don't, I, I think they ought to leave that out of politics, out of it just as much as they can. And, uh, but that's just my opinion. But anyway, everything ought to be as impartial as we can make it, and as honest as we can make it. Uh, if, and, and we're bringing this down to God's church, if, if we as God's people can't treat people honest and do the very best we can in, in, in our dealings with the church first and then with the world, then we're in trouble. And, and last week's lesson was a lot about telling lies. I think that was last week. And uh, if if I'm I claim to be saved, and I am, but if I go around telling little white lies, you know, and and I've known people like that. You can't hardly believe half of what they tell you. And they're supposed to be saved people. 
And that, that casts a, a big shadow over the church. Maybe, maybe, uh, don't, don't necessarily, uh, people don't necessarily think everybody lies, but still they, they'd say, well, that person goes to that church, so uh, I, I don't care about going there. So we, we need to be as honest as we can. I don't know. Anybody got a comment? Now, talking about the officers, and uh, I don't know what all the, these officers back here, I don't know what all their job was, but they were, they were to help the judges, evidently. That was one of their jobs. And that, that I thought about the deacons in the church, and... God, let me read a let me read a verse in in the sixth chapter of the book of Acts. It said, "Wherefore, brethren, look ye out among you seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, whom ye may appoint over this business." And uh, that's that's the requirements that they had in the book of Acts for, for choosing their deacons. Now, when Brother Farmer and, and Clarence Carter come to me, and I'll use me for an example, because I know about me. They come to me in, in the basement over on Albert Street and uh, ask me would I consider being a deacon of this church. And I told them then, I said, I'll, I'll have to pray about that. I don't really know. And, uh, and I prayed about it and considered it, and, and I felt like I ought to take the job. And uh, so I told them, yeah, I'd take it. And uh, God, but the, the point I wanted to make I believe I believe a person ought to take that job because God wants them to. And I believe the church the church chooses them, but I believe the the way the church ought to choose them is through prayer just like uh we now Terry Terry's been our pastor for a long time and I and, and that tickles me to death. One of the hardest one of the hardest jobs that a church is God is choosing a pastor. You get out of you get out of a pastor, and it's it's a hard job because you've got you've got people, some people going one way and some another. Sometimes now this don't happen every time, but sometimes you've got people pulling one way and some another way. Some wanting one guy and somebody wanting their brother-in-law or their uncle or something like that, and you got all kinds of stuff going on. So you got to. The church has got to humble their heart just as much as they can and tell God to lead us and send us the pastor that we need. And we've not had to do that in, in, in several years, and I'm glad of it because it's not an easy job. And, uh, but, and, and 
the deacons were thrown on that more or less the last last couple of times we done it uh the deacons were put in charge kind of of trying to come up with somebody for pastor and and that's a hard job even for seven or eight nine people whatever they was at that time they i think there's 14 of us now and uh and I'll throw this in for what it's worth. Uh, and we've, we've had good deacons ever since I was a kid. I, I ain't throwing off on nobody. But it, it, in my opinion, discounting me, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't brag on me, but discounting me, we got the greatest bunch of deacons in this church right now that, as we've ever had. And... Uh, I believe all of them tries to do their job and do it right. Now, are we perfect? Nope. None of us ain't. But God, God, what God wants is me to put out an effort, a 100% effort. If I fail, God knew it before I done it. God knew I wasn't going to be perfect. And he still, he still put the feeling down in here for me to take, me to take that job. He called me to get saved. He, and he saved me, and he knew I wasn't going to be perfect when he saved me. And so whatever job God puts us in, he knows that somewhere along the line we're going to fail sometime. But the Bible said we have an advocate Jesus Christ the righteous. Now, I may not be quoting that exactly right, but we can go to him if, if we sin. We can go to him, and, and he's got forgiveness. He, he'll forgive every sin. If we, all we got to do is humble our heart. Now, I've tried a few times, and I'm, I'm still using me for an example. I've tried a few times. I've been wrong a lot of times. But they, there's been a few times that I've been wrong that I, I thought in here, now I need, I, need to, I need to get right. I need to get that, get that out of my life or whatever and get it fixed up. So I'd, I'd go try to pray. Couldn't get a hold of nothing. I was trying to do it out of here. And my heart wasn't really in it. In order, in order to get a connection with God he don't connect with this the, the carnal mind not subject to the laws of God neither indeed can be he don't connect with this up here he connects with this down here and uh, our prayers the Bible said the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much and uh, you got to be righteous to start with God made us righteous when he saved us but we got to keep this man out of the way. If I got sin in this thing right here and don't repent of it, God's not going to hear my prayer because they can't get past the sin. So, but if I'm going to repent, I got to repent out of here. I got to have a spirit to repent with. And uh, that don't come out of here because there ain't no spirit in this. Anybody got a comment? I'm I'm kind of going all over the place, but uh, 
Yeah. Yeah, and if, if whatever job I'm in, I don't care what it is. If, I'm, if I make it all about me, I'm wrong. Because God, God put me in, in, in the place I'm in to give glory to him. And if I, try to, if I try to do my job with the attitude, look, look at me, look how great I am, I'd be a... I couldn't do that anyway, but if I did, I, that's sin. What, what we got to understand is everything that we do for God, if we do it for God, it's got to be done by the power of the Holy Spirit. I don't care if it's just a natural thing, like, uh, and, and it's not exactly a natural thing, but like I was talking about choosing a, a pastor. That's, that's got to be directed by the Holy Spirit. Choosing deacons, that's got to be directed by the Holy Spirit. Anything that we do, we've got to lean on God and let Him lead us in it. If we don't, we'll do it wrong. And, uh, but uh, I thought when Blaine was talking about that, and this, this had been several years ago, uh, I couldn't. Re- I couldn't even tell you how long. But I, and I don't even know what this lady was talking about. But she was. She was down on the deacons. And and she was a member of this church. And she said, uh, 
them deacons over there just think they run things. And it made me mad. <laughs> uh, because I knew better. But uh, and I was wrong to get mad, but uh, that's, that's a hard matter. And uh, so we don't, we got to be careful not to give the appearance of thinking we're somebody's boss like, like Blaine was talking. And the deacons are the servants of the church. Now sometimes, I'll, I'll say this, these, these men in Acts, when they, when they said, look, you out seven men, they were, they were getting people to take care of charity work, more or less what they were doing. And uh, if that's all they had to do then, uh, and I've thought about that since, it seemed like everything comes up, somebody says, well, the deacons can handle that. And uh, we get we get thrown into some situations that maybe wasn't supposed to be ours to begin with, but that's that's another story. But we are the servants of the church, and if the church says do it, why well, then you tell your servant to do something, they got to do it. And uh, anyway, we get off of that if we can. Uh, They shall judge the people with just judgment. Thou shalt not rest judgment. Thou shalt not respect persons. Neither take a gift, for a gift doth blind the eyes of the wise and pervert the words of the righteous. And we don't want to, the most important part of that right there, we don't want to pervert the words of the righteous. If, if, if we cast a shadow on, on God's church, and I think that's partly what that's talking about, if we cast a shadow, even just a shadow of somebody thinking the church is wrong, uh, we're way off. So we, it's our job, every one of us, to do the very best we can to protect the integrity of God's church. That's, that's everybody's job. That ain't just the deacons and the pastor. First of all, it's my job to, to walk in such a way that I, I, I have no blame on me. And I, every one of us knows we all sin, but we ought to walk the very best we can and not shed a, uh, any kind of thing on the church. And not. Uh, well, I'm getting ahead of myself. So, but, uh, and pervert the words of the righteous. So when the preacher gets up to preach, and if, and if he's telling somebody they need to get saved, which is what it's all about, that's judgment too. I'll, I'll get to that in a minute, I hope. I'm going to have to hurry if I do. Uh, but if the preacher gets up preaching to the lost, telling them they need to get saved, and they're sitting there looking at me sitting on the front bench and look at that scoundrel up there on the front bench, if that's what a Christian is, I don't need it. 
And I've, I've heard that a few times way back. I ain't heard it recently. Maybe because I ain't been in the right place at the right time. I don't know, but, but I ain't heard it recently. And, uh, but I don't want to hear it about me. Now, I thought that about me a time or two myself. But uh, that's a whole other story. But don't rest, don't, don't judge somebody just by the same, same thing Blaine was talking about. If, if they're a good friend of yours, you don't, you don't rule in their favor just because they're a friend. Or if you don't, if somebody, if you've got two people and one of them you like and one of them you don't like, you judge honestly to the very best of your ability. And that, that goes in a natural court or in the church. The Bible told us to flee the very appearance of evil. If it just looks like it's wrong, run from it. And uh, uh, 
Yeah, we need to not reflect badly on the church, whatever we do. Anybody else got anything? That which is altogether just shalt thou follow, that thou mayest live and inherit the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. If, if, if you want to, who can, the Bible, David asked a question, said, who can ascend the hill of God? said, he that hath clean hands and a pure heart. Well, God purified the heart when he saved you, but he gave me the job of keeping these clean. And if I don't keep my hands clean, I'm not going to get my blessings, and I'm not going to be. You can tell. If, if, if my heart's not right and it stays that way, you guys can tell that sooner or later. You might not catch on it right away, but you'll, you'll catch it sooner or later. And uh, uh, so we got to keep our hands clean or we can't help nobody. And uh, now I want to get down. I ain't got much time. But uh, in far as natural judges, they need to try and be as honest and impartial as they can. Now, when it comes to in the church, we need to be the exact same way. And sometimes, sometimes these things that come up that'll tear you up. And uh, if the only way, the only way you can arrive at any kind of conclusion is by the help of the Lord. If there's been there's been things that happened that's happened in the, in this church, and I'm not talking recent. I'm talking way back. There was things happening in this church that I'd hate I'd have hated to try to judge between. And uh, but somebody somebody should. And uh, I know of one thing that happened. That, Probably never did get settled, and it probably should have. But uh, <clears throat> we need we need to be very careful to protect the and I said this a while ago to protect the integrity of the church, and that starts with me. I'm I'm supposed to be a deacon. I'm supposed to be a Sunday school teacher. And I ought, I ought to live like it. First of all, I'm a member of Lima Missionary Baptist Church, and as far as I'm concerned, the greatest church in the world. And I and 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 I and I say every Sunday, getting saved is the best thing ever happened to me. And if those things are true, and they are, I ought to live like it. My life ought to prove the words that come out of my mouth. so that I don't cast a reproach on the church or on my life or on my Jesus. Anyway, I, wanna, I ain't got much time left. We've talked about natural things and spiritual some. When, when 
the preacher gets up here this morning, and I'm hoping this is the case. I'm trusting it will be. When the preacher gets up here this morning and preaches the gospel, I'm hoping there'll be somebody here that don't know the Lord and judgment will go out. The Bible said judgment begins at the house of the Lord, and if it begin at us, where the sinner and the ungodly appear. So judgment begins at the house of the Lord. The morning, the morning that Flavius I stood up and preached, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God, and he preached that right down in my soul. God sent it down there. That was judgment. I was, I was judged right then, unworthy of eternal life. I was judged lost and on my way to hell, and it tore me up. And just, it wasn't very long after that that, to make a long story short, I come out and come to Jesus and I got saved, and I was judged worthy of eternal life. He, he changed that judgment from one way to the other. He told me I was going to hell, and then he told me I was going to heaven. And it, you talk about judgment making somebody happy. The one, the one tore me up, made me, I, 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 I can't even explain how bad I felt. And I can't explain how good I felt when I come to the altar. When I, when I went home that day, I was walking on the clouds. I mean, it, it's, it's beyond telling. And, uh, and it's been beyond telling ever since. I can't tell it. I, I love the scripture, joy unspeakable and full of glory. That's as close to it as you can get. When, when God moves in your life, there's nothing like it. And when, when you get, get yourself in a place where you, you cross swords with judgment and you, you've done wrong or got your attitudes a little out of shape or something, and it, the Bible said your sins have separated you from your God. So if we got sin in our life and you don't have, you don't have to kill somebody or, or go out on a big drunk or something like that to sin, the Bible said, he that knoweth to do good and do it not to him is sin. And a lot of people don't, a lot of people think that's a little sin, the others is a big sin. As far as God's concerned, sin is sin, and it'll separate you from your blessings. So we need to we need to follow God and do the very best we can, and, and then our life will mean something. And that's what God wants. He said, you're the light of the world, a city that's set on a hill that cannot be hid. Okay, I've, I've said this before, I believe, but he said, you're the light of the world. That's, that's what he intends for us to be, the light to our people that's lost, to show them the way to Jesus. And if we, if we get sin in our life, we're showing them the wrong thing because they're still looking at the city. They're still looking at that city that's set on a hill. And if, it's, if it ain't shining no light, they're, they're looking at the wrong thing. Or they're looking at it wrong. And uh, so we need, to, we need to keep our lives, keep, keep the globe cleaned up, keep the sin off of it, let the light shine out, and we can help somebody get saved. And that's what it's about. But judgment 
begins at the house of God. And, and when a preacher preaches, judgment goes out. In the, and I want to read this scripture, and then I'm going to have to quit. In, in the 20th chapter of the book of Revelation, real familiar scripture, and a lot of people... A lot of people want to put this out at the end of the world, but this is what I was just talking about. And I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life, and the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books, According to their works. This is the books that were opened. And the, and the dead, God, God's not going to judge us out of something we don't know anything about. I've heard preachers preach that ever since I was a kid. This is, this is where our judgment's coming from in here. God's word. And that's, that's God's eternal word. I want to stress that. That's God's eternal word. And eternity is as far back before Adam as it is out past the end of the world. God's word, this, this has been, it's not been in existence and written on paper for us all this time. But it's been in existence in the mind of God before the foundation of the world. And I've got to quit. But God, God revealed it to people, and we talked about that in Cain and Abel's case. Cain, God judged him harshly for killing his brother because he, he sinned. He said, if, he told him now, more or less, I can't quote it, but if I didn't accept your offer and then sin lies at the door. And uh, so, if, if, and where there's no law, there's no sin. There's no transgression.